You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Let's Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. Let's get it. On a Feedback Friday here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented in part by our friends at TCL which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And a quick shout-out to our friends over at 3Jack, Declan. If you're looking for a great spot for lunch in the Twin Cities area, North Loop, Minneapolis, and if you like golf, this is pretty much a fantasy land for you. It really is. Great patio, great simulator bays, and great food options at 3Jack. You know, maybe you want to get a happy hour before the Twins game. You can go stop in uh-huh. at 3Jack and get a little cold one on that patio. Maybe you're uh, looking for a little lunch special at your work function or a little happy hour. Go check out 3Jack. It's not just golf simulators and bay. They have great food options like the loaded nachos, great chicken sandwich, steak sandwich. Are you kidding me? Talk dirty to me. Go to 3Jack and 3 jack Judd, are you uh, are you preparing yourself mentally? Because we are like what two and a half weeks away from training camp starting. Oh, I am so ready for it to start. Yeah, absolutely. Got your yeah, what is it? The seventh today. Yeah, I got my SPF. I got my sunscreen. I got my hat. I do need to get some sunglasses, uh, which I don't have right now. So that's going to be my big addition for training camp. But uh, this is as excited as I've been just to see like an evolution of where this team is going because. I actually think there's a lot to be optimistic about. I'm pretty convinced that the win total will come down for sure, but I don't think that's reason to despair it by any means. I feel like yeah. I've never seen you in a pair of sunglasses. Ever. I rarely wear them. I should yeah. wear them more. It's it's not good not to, um, but I rarely don them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but I, I like, need to have them on now at my age in the sun. When you're doing your morning and evening judge, you know, you always love to sometimes take on or off the glasses. These like, is suckers, that, is yeah, that going to be like your Bret Hart moment? Are you going to like take these off and like put them you know, into a fan? Like, what are you going to do here? Well, the problem with my sunglasses is I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go get some a target. So they're not going to be prescription. Mm, and right. so because of that, That's though, fine. I don't, I don't operate as well. Like the, the reason why the, these are on so much is because with my contacts in, I can't see close unless I've got my glasses on. So I'm just going to have to remind myself, much like with sunscreen, that it's important to wear the glasses. You know what you could do, like what old people do, is they get those big kind of wrap around. It's like the sunglasses that fit over your prescription glasses. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You could you could just I, be rocking those. What, what? I don't have a lot of pride, but I have too much pride. Well, that. no, it's, this is about safety and functionality. Oh, I, and I know, but there's a, there's a line to be drawn, and I'm not going to wear those. <laughs> not quite yet. I, I am not to the point of, like, dress socks and shorts. <laughs> like, I feel like what you're go- going in is the direction, like, m- my dad would wear shorts leg and, wraps. and dress socks. 
very ugly look. So I'm not there yet. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think too. I don't remember you ever wearing sunglasses. So, so you're saying like when you're when you're driving, and sometimes depending on the time of day, I, I mean, the sun is just like screaming in your eyes. You don't wear sunglasses. No, I yes. never wear sunglasses. What do you yeah. do? So you just hope that you can somehow I use the, the visor. And I visor like it strategically. up strategically. Okay. Yep. Yep, and the only time that I really have a problem is if I'm going around a corner and my windshield has um, has moisture on it, and then it reflects the sun, and I can't see a damn thing. It's <laughs> like really unsafe. But like, I try to like make sure that does... bucks to get sunglasses. <laughs> I, try, on I know. I'm telling you, that's why I'm going to have sunglasses. Ah, I can't see. Yeah, it. no, God, it's not. Today I'm bringing me the news. Who's this I'm guy not oh. barreling through three lanes of traffic going the wrong way? I can't. Well, they had a hundred no, Excelsior Boulevard. Like, it's the oh, stoplight that uh, concerns me if I can't see if it's green or red. Yeah. I, that's you what do what? You should I don't driving. care about switching the lane thing. That's fine. I don't know if you should be driving. <laughs> well, no, I just make sure that my window is that green or red. important thing. The condensation <laughs> or ice in the winter is uh, that's the worst when, when your windshield has an ice buildup. And the sun hits your windshield, and then you can't see a damn you're, thing. You're literally <laughs> listing all of the reasons why people wear sunglasses in I know. their cars. I know. That's what I'm saying. I should have a pair. I'm not defending myself. Oh, this is amazing. I love Judd. Judd only took Judd 53 years. You've been driving uh, for like three and a half decades, and finally he's like, yeah, I should 17. wear some, sun, should get some sunglasses. Yeah. Well, no, I'm concerned about it in training camp practices for, for more than driving. Yeah. purpose of protecting yeah. My eyes actually got to see who the nickel cornerback is before I can see what the what the light color is. But um, glad we've glad we've reached that point in Judd's uh, career here. We get sunglasses. So anyway, it's a live feedback Friday here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So if you could click the subscribe button and the like button, you can help us spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. Uh, And we'll take your comments on the screen here, too, as is it moshing ginger 99 says Dex is dying. It's one of the funniest yeah, Judd moments in the show's history. It's <laughs> a great. Okay, Razorbacks <laughs> one chimes in. Also, throughout the throughout the week, you can send us comments through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab in there. We try to get to as many as we can. And so uh, we'll, go, we'll start with this one. This is actually from Razorbacks one on uh, YouTube. Vikings fan for over 50 years, but I'm buying Lions and Jared Goff. They win the division this year, and the Vikings fight for a wild card spot in the final game of the year. A lot of people reacting to you and, and Tyler Fornis were talking Lions a little bit on Purple Access division. this week. Yes. So what what is the proper level of fear of the Lions, who started, what, 1-6, and six, and then were one of the hottest teams in the league? They beat the Vikings. They finished above five hundred for the first time in five years. They are the betting favorite to win the NFC North across almost every sports book. What is the proper level of Lions fear? So I don't think it's fear. I think it's a statement. I think it's this. Prove it. You are the Detroit Lions. Prove it. Um, You got off to a bad start and rebounded, which is great. Very noble. But you know what? Those are the type of teams that if they have a semblance of talent, because at one and six, there's no pressure now. Like on the players, the players are like, okay, we're one and six. And then they started to play up to, to their potential. So I guess I don't get the whole, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. Okay. And yeah. they could win the division, but I don't get like the word fear or, oh my gosh, they played so well. Well, okay. First of all, they didn't start well, but second of all, and here's the thing. And yes, it's a, and I, I talked about this with uh, Dex and Tyler on 
Purple access yesterday, but here's the thing that keeps stopping me, small sample size. I know. You know, Dan Campbell in the game here went for it like four or five times on fourth down. And it was a br- it was brilliant. It worked. And then when it mattered most, when there was some pressure on, he tried to kick the field goal and it cost his team a game. I can't get past that. Like I am not ready. I'm not sure about you guys. I'm not ready to anoint Dan Campbell. In fact, my non- anointing far more reflects on the coach than Jared Goff probably, but I'm not ready to be like, okay, Dan Campbell has figured this thing out. And he's, I mean, let's call spade a spade. He's got some ticey tendencies, which speaks to ebbs and flows, right? Terrible start, great finish, great start, terrible finish. So my statement to the lions before I get super excited about them is prove it. You got to prove it over the course of a 17 game season. Yeah. What about you, Declan? What is the, I mean, you share the namesake of yeah. the quarterback. So what is what is the proper level of Lions fear here in 2023? Well, actually, my, my fiance is hoping for a Jared Goff Vikings signing or trade someday because then she can get Goff as a Vikings jersey. That is that is uh that is part of her her wow. love for Jared Goff because she wants that uh, for, for her own namesake when she inevitably changes her name. Um, but for the Lions part, I like Ben Johnson. I think he's a great, really good offensive coordinator. He's probably going to be an NFL head coach next season. That offense is really good. Jared Goff is solid. I just think the common denominator in like flip-flopping and try to figure out what side of the coin or where this teeter-totter is going to go is head coaching. And I just, I do not trust Dan Campbell. Um, Tyler Fornis made a good point. I do think he works in Detroit. Like Dan Campbell would not work in Dallas. Dan Campbell would not work in New York. It would not work in, in bigger market teams, but I think it works in Detroit to a degree. But I don't think Dan Campbell is the difference maker that puts the Lions over the top. And I think head coaching does matter in the league. And therefore, no, I don't fear the Lions. They're a good team, but I don't fear them. I still think the Vikings are better. Here's the crazy thing, man. Like, So the Lions had a top five offense last year. They were fifth, fifth in points, fourth in yards, just off scoring offense. This was only the second time since 1997 that the Lions have had a top five scoring offense. Mm-hmm. So it's, some of this is, and, the, and again, they were above 500 for the first time since, you know, in five years. They have only been to the playoffs three times since 1999. So we're kind of on the edge of something we don't see with the Lions, which is an offensive firepower playoff team. Really, the last time you could say anything close to that was maybe it was it was a running game that was explosive with Barry Sanders in the mid nineties, where they were they had like three different top five offenses. In ninety five, they were the second highest scoring team. Ninety seven, they were the fourth highest scoring team. And then I believe it was Sanders' rookie or second year, they were a top five offense in ninety nine. So they were doing it with the running game. So basically, in my life, we've never seen an aerial attack passing game top five Lions offense before. And it's like my brain kind of short circuits. I don't know what to do with this information. I, I don't. It's like when the Timberwolves are are going to be good again at some point, like Western Conference Finals. Like I don't. I some things you can't compute in sports. Lions having a top five aerial attack offense and a chance to make a playoff run. I guess I need to see it too. Judd makes a really good point about one in six. Congratulations when the pressure came off, and they might say, "Well, there's a lot of pressure." Like Dan Campbell's job was on the line. Okay, but like when you're one and six, people expect you to lose. You're not exactly getting maybe the best scouting week from your opponent, too, right? Like 
these are human beings. They might not be grinding as many hours of film if they're facing a bad Lions team, right? So what can they do now that the spotlight's on them for the first time in a long time? So I still think the Vikings are the best team. The Lions are no longer the garbage Lions. Dan Campbell still has some weird tendencies as a strategic coach, but I don't know. I need to see more. I need to see more. Why are we also assuming, because I, I think it's fair that when, when we uh, start to talk about the Vikings' expectations for 2023, that there is a certain group, and they're exactly right, that stops us and says, you know, that defense, like Brian Flores should help, but that was a terrible defense. Why are we assuming the Lions' defense is going to, to take a huge jump? Which, by the way, for this team to win a division, it would need to take a jump. Like this, there, that's a very comparable thing. Mm-hmm. The Detroit defense isn't exactly or was not exactly good. So I guess I, I, I would ask the same question about the Detroit defense that some people ask about the Vikings defense, which is, okay, are we just supposed to assume that that defense is going to take a huge leap because of personnel yeah. changes? I mean, until we know, there's just a lot of variables here. I feel like the Lions are being picked because rightfully so, a lot of people are saying the division's not that good. Somebody has to win it. So it might as well be Detroit. I don't know if that's a really, really sound theory in this week. Yeah. Let's keep going here on Feedback Friday. Lacey Hawes says, good morning. I woke up this morning thinking about something I don't think we are taking into account enough. Yes, it turned out that last season's team was a fraud, technically, but only because they really overachieved, not because they weren't a good team. Ultimately, what held them back was having the 31st-ranked defense. And yes, there were other opportunity areas that could have been better. Um, and maybe we wouldn't have beaten the Niners, Eagles, Chiefs in the end. But it was a, a darn good run with a flawed roster. This season, I don't think we're taking into account how much better the team can be with a marginally improved defense. So much is said about how we won't win 11 one-score games again or how luck won't be on our side. But truthfully speaking, if the defense is able to just stop someone sometimes, then we're probably not in one-score games anyways. And that's the thing. Like Defense is so volatile from year to year. You go and look at some of the greatest defenses of all time, the mid-'80s Bears, the Buccaneers, and the Ravens from the early 2000s. They're not number one, number one, number one, number one. Usually it's like number one, no, number five, and then they're 20th, right? Or the Vikings, like 2017. It's fleeting because it really relies on 11 guys playing together, being healthy, everything. So the same can be true the other way around. You make a couple tweaks. Logic says that with a couple tweaks in Brian Flores that you're not, you're, maybe you're not going to be number one, but you're not going to be one of the two or three worst defenses in the league. So, yeah, I agree with this. People, people aren't taking into account the positive regression that you might see. Oh, you're not going to win 11 one-score games. Well, okay, but maybe your defense is 10 spots better. Eight fourth-quarter comebacks. Kevin O'Connell right now, I guarantee you, has no interest in that. Like, like he's he's not, not like, well, we set the template last year. Let's go for nine. Yeah. The offense, to flip sides of the football, the offense needs to be far more consistent. Like, the whole luck thing was also built by the, the fact that the defense, yes, was garbage for a lot of the season. But you know what? The offense disappeared for huge amounts of time as well. So, yeah, I don't think like like the formula or the stew or the recipe of what was the regular season success of this team a year ago is not the recipe now. Like the recipe is this. there's going there's, There should be far more games where you pile on points. I'm not saying that they're going to. 
but that's the recipe. So yeah, I I struggle with this whole thing of well, you can't re- you can't replicate that. You don't want to. You don't want to d- disappear offensively in the second and third quarters consistently, which is yep. I think it, can be proven what this team did. It's pretty rare how often the Vikings, even before Kevin O'Connell, like going back to Zimmer, that if you go look, it's pretty rare how often they score forty points. It's pretty rare how often they just open up a 20 or 30 point lead on someone and step on them, right? Which the, the best teams in the NFL, there's going to be the Chiefs, the Bills, right? The Eagles, there's going to be three or four wins where it's just a no doubt victory. And I feel like for years, and there's been a, a couple different deviations from that, but the Vikings wins are all nail biters. Very rarely are they just like up 38 to yep. six on somebody or something and are stepping on a team, right? Yep. It's kind of crazy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ride Moto every day. I hope KJ Osborne wins the two spot in the receiver pecking order and balls out. I definitely can't put Addison ahead of KJ right now until he earns it through actual games. We forget KJ Osborne was sitting behind two guys, and now he gets his shot to maybe be a number two. What do you think? I tend to agree with where he is coming from and i will remind him that part of the reason why addison was drafted by the vikings above and beyond the fact that i think that they think that he's talented enough to take over the two role at some point though is because the vikings know full well with their financial predicament if kj osborne has a good year he's gone because he's going to go to another team and become potentially a one but for sure a two yeah so so like this assumption I feel like there's become a bit of an unfair assumption, and perhaps we have played into this as well, that K.J. Osborne, well, he's a three, he's not th- that good. At least part of the thinking is, if K.J. Osborne does what the Vikings want, he's going to walk for sure. So this is not just a K.J. Osborne is a three for life. This is actually a preemptive strike to make sure that if and when Osborne walks, there's another receiver that they trust to take over that two-roll full-time. So if like KJ Osborne is the two for the first four or eight games or the first portion or more of the season, I'm not going to be shocked, but that is going to put him in a position to cash in somewhere. And I don't think it's going to be here. Yeah. I think he gets a decent payday in free agency next year from someone else. You know, like we saw Christian Kirk get paid by the Jaguars last year. Um, You're going to see wide receivers just get paid. You know, I I think I've what I've seen from some Vikings fans is you know with Addison being behind the ball with um, behind the ball of KJ Osborne, if you will, um, that well Olabisi Johnson was ahead of Justin Jefferson throughout all the training camp and through the first two weeks of the season, and that was obviously a humongous mistake. Now, I think Olabisi was coming off his rookie year. KJ has been in this offense now for three years. It's not the perfect comparison. But I, I I love that Jordan Addison isn't stepping in here and being asked to be the one or two. He's, he's asking to be the third or fourth option, and he can kind of gradually work his way in. Hopefully he's healthy, and hopefully he gets reps, and he learns the playbook and all that stuff in training camp, because I don't see it just as K.J. Osborne blocking him, but I like that potential that you're not asking Jordan Addison to be your saving grace on offense either. Uh, we're going to give uh, Ride Moto every day the weekly cheers, the surly before I die cheers, one of the great inventions in the history of beer, Judd. Oh, it's absolutely f- fantastic. And look, our friends at Surly and the Before I Die beer reflects the goal of Sports Dad, of Phil, of Declan, of the Purple Daily family. Before we die, we want to see a Super Bowl championship from the Vikings, and uh, th- their beer right now is available. So you know what? Start your training camp now, folks. It's two weeks until the players actually hit 
the field of TCO, you can start your training now. Head to your uh, a bar or liquor store today before I die. Now, by the way, in 12 packs as well, in 12 packs. So prepare yourself with the delicious taste. In fact, I did enjoy a couple of myself last night before I die from Surly Brewing because it's never too early to start training for the ultimate goal in February, hopefully, of a Super Bowl championship. Maybe that training uh, includes going to Summit Orthopedics as well. We thank them for their partnership with us here across Scorn Orth. If you're dealing with any type of pain involved with ankles, feet, back, knees, shoulders, you name it, Summit Orthopedics can help. No referrals are needed. They offer same-day appointments. And if you're really hurting, they also have urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. across 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota area. Learn more at summitortho.com, summitortho.com. Uh, Chad BB stance says Dex has been hitting the gym. No, um, I haven't. <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't been in a gym. Fun fact. So 2020, I was the classic guy who like got a gym membership at the new year. I have not been back at the gym since Kobe Bryant died. That's where everyone, everyone knows where they are. You know, when like significant you were at the gym died. when you saw that news and every, it was Everyone at a, at a Planet Fitness stopped what they were doing, and everyone just looked at the TVs. Like everyone kind of remembers those, like Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant, like significant people that obviously die prematurely. I haven't been back since. I, I, I thought it was a sign that I should not be in the gym. Kobe is dead. How so long I, did you pay for that gym membership until you oh, canceled, not uh, using it? A couple months, probably a couple months. I let it, wow. I let it linger. I mean, it was not like bad. it was like nine dollars a month. You know, for plant, the classic Planet Fitness. Dex okay. here. For, and if Planet Fitness wants to sponsor Purple Daily, I'll go back there. No problem. Will you go back to the gym 100%. if you get an endorsement? 100%. 100%. What did you what, what did you do at the gym? Uh, I did treadmill. I did. I just did treadmill to warm up because, I mean, I don't need a lot of cardio for this uh, great body I have here. <laughs> um, and then my buddies had, like, a, a little, like, plan that they did, and I would just do what they told me to do. I, I, I probably didn't know what the hell I was doing like that. Like dumbbells or are you yeah, bench like pressing? What? What, what kind of Not stuff bench pressing, you? No, uh, like, yeah, dumbbell stuff. And then like some of the machines, I can't remember like the one you dumbbell pull down. Stuff. Hey girl, you want to um, do some dumbbell stuff? Yeah. Luckily, like I went to the gym Get knowing like, I don't, I don't plan to pick up chicks at the gym. That was not my, uh, not my move. I don't think most people like, I mean, there are some people, um, people go to the gym to like well, get in better shape and feel good about themselves. And, right? and what's the thing now where we, we have, uh, we have people like, if you stare at something too long, someone will take uh Oh, there's tic- video there's like of tic- you tic- TikTok. and, put oh, on yeah. TikTok some, and call oh, you great. out and try to, a lot of gotcha it. TikTok what's videos. All about? Uh, yeah. We gotta be careful. We'll just don't be staring at people in the gym. But I would also say stop, like, secretly filming people in the gym, too. Yeah, I agree on both those. Maybe just, like, nobody should be allowed to film on the gym floor. If you want to go and, like, take a video after your workout or something, that's great. But if you're going to, like, yeah, there's 10 people around, just quit secretly filming people. It's weird. weird. Super weird. I don't know. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, back to the feedback here. Let's see what else we got. Uh, This one's actually a question from House of Highlights Instagram account. 
Would you rather be given a million dollars, just straight up, here's a million dollars, or have 10 carries in an NFL game in which you have to gain five yards on one of the carries, and if you do, you get $10 million? Nope. Give me the million. I've seen this now out there. In fact, fact, if I'm not mistaken, over the weekend, Eric Eager, our friend, was fighting with people about this, and he's exactly right. And I had I beers with Eric last night. I like Eric Eager. Great guy. Very, mm-hmm. very, very smart and, and has a lot of very common sense takes. But one thing is, I guess the dude bros were all being like, I could get a couple no. yards. And, and I tweeted this back. I well, said, I mean, the offensive line needs to do their job in, well, in theory, right? It, but here's well, what I tweeted back. And <laughs> here's, where, here's where I'm confused. Um. Unless you play the sport, okay? Because it's like the, these questions are like, could you carry, you know, five times and get a couple yards or something? Or, you know, give me a, t- 10 carries. I'll get a yard. You realize after the first time that most of us got hit, you, you would be probably taken I'm away dead. in an ambulance. Like if <laughs> you were, like, like if this point. is a National yeah. Football League, like I am going to take on, like let's just take the worst team possible. Like Like let's take the current incarnation of the, cardinals or buccaneers or something so like we're shooting low here give me 10 carries to get you know four yards or something like that okay i might get a yard i don't know but as soon as i get hit which will probably be in the backfield i'm going to be stretchered off the field okay here so i would i would take the million but i would have a couple questions obviously like if i if i choose the 10 carries option I want to know, does the defense know what's happening? Does the defense know that I'm going to get the ball? Because if I can, like, take advantage of a play action or, like, not a play action, like a draw play, right? You're going to get – Or some sort of, like, yeah, you know, trickeration. <laughs> <Could> I... <laughs> no, but you're, you're going to get hit. They're going to hit <laughs> not you. Not necessarily. Like, not if you, like, just oh my slide to the ground. Okay, can you give yourself? Going... Can you give yourself – let's say there's a wide – let's say my offensive line's amazing. There's a wide-open gaping hole on the eighth carry. I can't just run through and like slide and give myself. I up. don't think we. I don't think we as sports fans understand what goes on on the field from what we watch. Like we're thinking to ourselves, okay, if we just slide and give ourselves <laughs> up. That by the way, that's a quarterback. We're talking about you lining up in the backfield. You yeah. are a running back. They're going to try to kill you. You don't get the same protections too. No, you guess, get right? no protection. Yeah. Exactly. And okay. Well, okay. Just the fear. Okay, you're in the backfield. There's there's a quarterback and there's five guys in front of you. There's 11 guys looking at you on the other side, ready to maul you and kill you. Like, think about when you're getting off an airplane and how, like, congested and awful it looks. There's all these people in the way. And you could maybe think, maybe if I break away. No, you will not be able to break away. There's lizard people in green hoodies. There's lizard people. Yeah. And the terrifying, the not the running back one. I remember the Broncos in 2020 when their entire quarterback room got COVID and they had to start. I just found this Kendall Hinton. Who yeah. was a college quarterback? Played college quarterback. No chance. He completed one pass. Right, but, and he, two but he, probably ran, he probably ran for some yards, you know? But, but, but that's but it, it, it still goes back to the point of like, oh, I could complete a pass or right. I could run up the middle for five. No, you could not. Yeah. No, you couldn't. I, agree. Choice, I, I largely agree. If my choice was 10 mil to do what was just suggested or zero, I would walk away with zero. I wouldn't do it. So you're saying, wait, wait, wait. You're saying if option A is. I'll just say nothing, a, nothing. a dollar. Here's a free dollar, Judd. Yes. Go to the vending machine. Yes. Uh, or option B, you get t- okay. Option B, you get ten carries in an NFL game. T- 
to gain five yards, and it's a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars, dude. I'm out. A hundred million. I don't have kids. I don't have kids. <laughs> I don't have a family to support beyond Dawn and Stella. No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'll die. I mean, now I'm yeah. There, there would be major risk of like a 53 year old man. Well. Who Dex doesn't would, go to the gym on a regular basis? Right? And Dex would probably get hurt badly, but I don't think well, I, he, he died. Phil, I'm, in half. Phil, God I'm is my unclear witness. Phil, I'm unclear. You're unclear. You think I would might... stiff arm a linebacker and run for a touchdown? No, no I'm I would saying, get killed I think you'd too. Get, I think you'd get hurt, but I don't know. Like, like I would probably die. My heart would probably explode. Your Phil might... looks like he might have a chance to put a hundred well, up on younger. the board. Fifty-three. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do power walking on an incline on treadmills, and so therefore I might have a chance to gain a couple yards. But other than that, uh, okay. I don't know, what do you guys think? Let us know in the YouTube comment section. Um, a lot of people, God, a lot of people asking questions about people watch the pie chart episodes. Let me let me sum it up with one comment here. This is from Ryan Snavely. I might read a couple of these actually. There was nothing therapeutic about those pie chart <laughs> episodes. All it did was piss me off remembering how many times the Vikings shot themselves in the foot in panic in big moments. Two golden opportunities to get to and probably win a Super Bowl were choked away in 09 and 98. These are two examples of why this franchise gets no respect nationally, and it will remain this way until the Vikings win a championship. Just one before I die. Um, And then, let's see here. Well, bad dad joke wants us to do the '99 pie chart, the loss uh, to the Rams in the playoffs. Oh, oh. where they gave up fun. five straight touchdowns in the second half. That's and the lost. Jeff George game, he dropped the ball and ran the other way. Speaking yeah, of having no yeah. interest in dying, Jeff George qualified that day. Yeah. So yeah, we appreciate so much feedback on those pie charts. Some people saying like, "Screw you! Why would you do this?" <laughs> well, know. it's July, man. We're just. I went into those. <laughs> Curious about how, especially the 98 and 2009 games, like, okay, what's this going to be like? I agree with that person completely. I came away yeah. like, I'm now it was more. Triggering. Yeah. Like, like there was nothing, those two pie charts in particular, zero therapy. Lucas says, as a newer fan since 2019, this is Lucas from Germany, by the way. He says, I'd like to ask you a question about. The 2009 season, uh, the devastating ending. But why couldn't they recreate their regular season success in 2010? They brought Favre back, but they did not have the same success as one season earlier. Would love to hear your opinions on this topic. I will say somewhere in the archive of Purple Rewind on the YouTube channel, I believe we did a deep dive. Is it you and me, Chipper? Some combination did a deep uh, dive on the 2010 season. Yeah, we've done it a few times. You guys okay. did it together. Uh Judd, me, you, and Brian Murphy also did it. Um, oh, Pelissero did at the end of twenty twenty as well. Yeah. We all took our shot. Yeah, yeah, we yep. took our shot. I mean, everything went wrong that year, two thousand ten. Yep. You can't. It, it's it was a textbook example of why you can't just run it all back and cross your fingers. The chemistry gets weird. Players age out. There's also just like this hangover feeling sometimes. You, you know, teams that get to the Super Bowl and lose it's hard to come back and just keep going and fighting the same way that you did because it was such a grind. So, um, yeah, the, I guess like the headline is Favre was an old grandpa in 2010. Well, and day, day one of training camp, 
when we showed up in Mankato in 2010, Sidney Rice went on the pop list because yeah. guys coming off a year like that, guys rightfully so, want to get paid. And Sidney Rice was like, pay me or I'm not going to have a surgery I need. So yeah, yeah. everything went wrong. And it it was, if you ever want to know, especially probably all sports, but football, why you don't bring everybody back. Let's bring the bet. Let's get the band back together. That is the example A is 2010 Vikings. Yeah. Will Eason says, hey, guys, been a huge fan since I found the show a couple years ago. Been a Vikings fan since 1998. Last season, I actually proposed to my soon-to-be wife during a tour of U.S. Bank Stadium before the week one win over the Packers. She was a confused Patriots fan from Connecticut and always said when I put a ring on it, she'll be a Vikings fan. So I thought, what better way than to do it at the 50-yard line? So I'm taking her back for week one against Tampa Bay. Would love to make it special again as we're getting married on July 21st. Want to know if you guys could give us a shout-out one day because uh, she gets stuck listening to the shows when we're driving places. And also, if you knew I would be uh, – let me see here. I probably shouldn't read some of this. Hold on. This might be this might be back-channel information here. Let me. First of all, shout-out to Will and your soon-to-be wife. Congratulations. Getting married in a couple weeks. I don't think he says her name in here. Well, dude, you got to give us a name. I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna see. He okay? He has. I'll get I'll get back to him offline about this. Uh, Whoa, this other thing. I don't want to spoil anything. No, I know, no. but I mean, I wonder what he's asking for. Um, you know what? Actually, you're gonna do it. No, I'm gonna. I'll I'll hit him up offline. Okay. But will here's your shout out. Congratulations, man. Include the fiance's name next time, because I guarantee if she hears this, she's not going to be pleased that she didn't get her name included. And Judd can just forget the name 10 seconds Hello. later and then call no, her something. Phil totally will read different. the name. It doesn't matter if I know it, but Phil will read the name. What she's going to say is, how could you forget to include my name, Will, because your name's there. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm preparing people for marriage, okay? I'm trying to help them out. Yes. I believe you said a couple weeks ago that marriage is a, a 30-year contract negotiation is how you characterize it's a lot of, it. It's a ton of give and take, yes. It's a lot, yes, yes. It's just I constant jacking for position. I am the of my house. I am a capologist <laughs> in my house. Between if, Dawn if and you're Stella the Rob Brzezinski, yes. what is Dawn then in your house? Oh, the She's the Wilfs. See, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't run, to quote Sam Cassell, some men run at their house. Some men run around their house. I am the latter, not the former. <laughs> Tyler Nelson chimes in, says, I recently saw an article that stated Con Air as one of the biggest improbabilities of success among 90s movies, which we did review on movie reviews with Mackie and Judd. It was good. Real good. But that it, it had the, one of the biggest improbabilities of actually being a successful movie because it had a ridiculous script, a terrible southern accent by Nicolas Cage, oh, no, no. some heady topics like sexual assault and a serial killer who kills children. But it somehow all came together and makes for a really fun ride of a movie. So here's my question for you guys. What Vikings team or player in your mind was going to fail, but then ended up being a fun or very productive team or player? Hmm. What Vikings team or player or um Case Ke- gotta be Case Keenum, right? Yeah, Case oh, yeah. Keenum. that's a good one. I don't think I, make I'm trying team. to think of teams because they're there have been, you know, years where you don't expect much and they, and they pop up and play well, too. Um, actually, you know what? Qualifies as one for a, a team. 92, Denny's first year. 
because that you know Bernsey had been blown out. That team looked like yeah. a. I don't think mess is fair, but it certainly looked like it was on the downslide and w- was going to take some time. And if I'm not mistaken, they um, they beat the Magic Man Don Mikowski in Week One in Lambeau a few weeks before Favre took over quarterback, made the playoffs. Now they lost, but that was a fun ride because yeah. and and at that time Green was and I say this without being a smartass. Dennis Green at the end of 92 was as popular as O'Connell is now or more so. Like, people loved, yeah. like... Was he, uh, old, was it the drumming feature on the, the new Rosens? sheriff in town, though? Yeah. Like, his original thing was there's a new sheriff in, in town and there's going to be accountability here. And so, like, <laughs> there there was a period there where Green was immensely popular. And that team was fun. You know, I think I remember... Um, not being a huge fan of the Dalvin Cook draft pick when that happened um, in 2017 and thinking like, why are they drafting a running back? They shouldn't, they shouldn't have to like Jarek McKinnon's fine. They're going to, they already think they already had signed Latavius Murray. I was like, why are they doing that? That's just, that was a waste of a draft pick. And then Dalvin Cook turned out to be a pretty damn good running back for the Vikings. So I know that one comes to mind, but trying to rack my brain on a team that I guess had I mean last year's like no one us none of us saw them winning thirteen games. I think we saw them as a potentially good team, but not a thirteen win team either. So it's kind of tough one to figure out from the team side. Hmm. Yeah, I think I mean Case Keenum is the one that I think like as a player, just like this guy. Oh my god, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a season. And this guy's gonna have to play fourteen games. They they went what to Pittsburgh? Was that the second or third game then after Bradford went down? They went to Pittsburgh. They they lost, and I think we all thought, "Oh, this season That's is screwed." Yeah, actually, you know, Bradford like Bradford was great for one year. I actually thought that was going to be kind of a train wreck too. Oh my god, they're trading a first round pick for floppy sleeves, Sam Bradford. But out. he was a he was a smart, I like that trade. talented yeah, quarterback. I, I think yeah. that worked out at the time. I like that trade because I've always said this: you cannot parade Sean Hill out there for <laughs> you know. For five games, Did, wasn't he like inactive the game after he came in for an he injured? He was on the Bradford. injury report and he didn't get Every hurt. Week. Oh god, my arm! Yeah. Like his arm was like, and he won, right? Yeah. Did, didn't they win the game one? Beat the yes. Titans, mm-hmm. and yes, he was. And, and then Bradford started week two. Um, and I will never. That's one Rick Spielman trade that I actually, and I know in retrospect, a first round pick's worth a lot, but I will never fault them. I'll fault them for not having potentially a better backup um, to Teddy, but they did what they had to do. Like, can you imagine going into that locker room after Teddy's leg ex- explodes and being like, we are riding or dying with Sean Hill. Now, on Case, it was a chance, but Case actually was young enough where it wasn't as big of a shocker. I mean, Sean Hill, speaking of guys that would have just broken in half, if Sean you Hill. had asked him to play by about game three, yeah. like his torso would have flopped off his legs, and that would have been the end of the season. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he would have lost some weight if that happens. But there's a better way to lose weight. Oh, it's so called Livia. Yes, and right now they've got a program that, well, one, it works, first of all. Uh, I've talked about this for quite some time. Guy on the left, sports dad. Guy on the right, it's sports dad. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching this live. Can you answer this question? Is that the same guy? Because the answer is yes, it is. And now you're asking, what did sports dad do? And I'm going to tell you, he followed a program that is as simple as it gets. It not only works to uh, take the, the weight off, in my case, 40 pounds, but it also works to maintain the weight loss. And that is ultimately the most important thing. So if you are giving thought right now to, you know what? I want to drop some weight. I want to fit into clothes that I have not 
fit into for a while. Have I got an offer for you? The first eight weeks are going to be free. Imagine dropping 20 pounds and it's free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. L-I-V-E-A.COM. The program, I'm going to tell you right now, if it works for me, it can work for you. So give it a try. You know what works for uh, a lot of people is EcoFun. And EcoFun has so many fun toys for you to get into. So see these golf carts here you're watching on the YouTube channel? At the bottom of the screen, this is a drone tour, by the way, of one of their locations. Uh, Two of them in the Twin Cities, Forest Lake off I-35 and Burnsville off 35W and County Road 42. So they have uh, a buck 250 four-seat EFI golf cart in stock, well, multiple and on sale for $64.99. These things include a fold-out windshield standard at no extra cost, and uh, you can also get them in 400 cc's with four-wheel drive for $82.99. Just get a souped-up, badass golf cart to ride around wherever you want to, your community, whatever. Uh, Go to EcoFunMotorsports.com, EcoFunMotorsports.com, and if you stop in, tell them that Purple Daily and or Score North sent you all right, that's a wrap on Feedback Friday here, Live Feedback Friday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us all summer here. This is a daily Viking show, 365 days a year, even in July. Next week, Wednesday, the Netflix docuseries wow. Quarterback comes out featuring Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Marietta. We're going to be all over that late next week. So we're looking forward to that and uh, some other stuff planned for the next few weeks as we count down the days until Vikings training camp. Daily Vikings Entertainment on Purple Daily.